everybody, it's Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! And we've got a great episode for you. Uh, it's another one that was sent to us in the Facebook group. Uh, you should definitely go join that Facebook group if you haven't. Keep sending us some cool cults. But before that, we've got some more five-star reviews! Bow, bow, bow. This first one comes to us from Whitehead1989. Ooh. Um... I read this one before just to make sure there wasn't any, like, surprise racism. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, I thought it was a pimple I was name. going with pimple, no, too. Yeah, see, that makes more sense. So Whitehead1989 says, This is hands down my favorite podcast. Listening to the show, keeping up on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group, and being part of a not-cult-like-at-all community <laughs> is awesome. I found the show on Pocket Cast when I was working a miserable job up to 18 hours a day sometimes. Oh, jeez. And I always managed to... To laugh even during stressful work days and strenuous travel for my old company. Keep it up, y'all. We love you. Yay. Aww, thank you so much. That's we so sweet. You. I'm glad you got a better job. Uh, this next one comes to us from Cobella. And Cobella says, I adore this podcast. They handle the subject of cults and their grim bedfellows, such as murder, with respect and seriousness, enough to grasp the heaviness of the topic while also being hilariously funny. Each host is brimming with personality and lets it shine while dishing extremely well-researched facts about the dark side of religion and popularity. Can you write my uh, couple yeah. of Please. Yeah, we got a fucking English major in here. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why I'm mad at you. I'm not even mad at you. That was beautiful. I'm brimming with pizza. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. If you want to hear your five-star review uh, read on the podcast, just go ahead and leave it. Uh, like I said last week, we had a couple of problems with people who were leaving reviews from other countries not showing up in America uh, because iTunes in America is the best uh, best iTunes in the world. So if you... <laughs> Evil. If you, yeah, no, Yikes. that's not true at all. If you wrote us a review and we haven't seen it or you're from somewhere else that's not America, we would love to see it. So just take a screenshot uh, and send it to us via our email or any of our social media uh, at Cold Podcast on Instagram, at Cold Podcast Show on Twitter, or coldpodcastshow at gmail.com. And without further ado, welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Don't drink the cool. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! And it's my week! Okay, so... This one is courtesy of our Facebook group, which if you're not in it, join it. There's so much fun, so many memes, yeah. so many recommendations that I order Taco Bell for my wedding. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, and Aaron in our Facebook group 
uh, notified us about this one. And this is what happens when somebody sends us a cult and it's so batshit insane that we immediately fall down a rabbit hole and do all the research because we can't stop reading about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So today we're covering, and I can't necessarily immediately call this a cult. Yeah. We'll get into it. Uh, but we're covering the Bethel Church and the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Whoa. Also occasionally known as Christian Hogwarts. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. That's where I was going with that. Yes, I was like, yes, is yes. This Netflix Chris- series dropping soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except instead of wands, it's their repressed penises. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. There's not really much sex in this, unfortunately. Oh, boo. Um, so, here's the deal. First of all, there's going to be a hell of a lot of Bible verses in this one. Buckle up. Uh, we'll pick some cool music for some of them because we're going into the Old Testament, y'all. Yeah, Ooh. the fun book. Yes, where it gets super metal. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's so much murder in the Old Testament. Uh, we get to talk about so much murder. It's yeah. going to be great. Uh, well, that was so, El Cantare's will. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're going into the Old Testament. Uh, but something that I want to touch on quickly before we dive in and before we even get to sources, I have two different lists of sources And here's why. There are definitely things about this organization that are troubling, and we should cover them. And we want to cover them from unbiased sources because there is actually something to examine here. Similarly, this group is really not liked by mainstream Christianity, and I do want to highlight why. Because those concerns are valid, but they are a biased source. So to make sure that we're getting actual sources for some of the things that are, I guess, more tangible for people who are not currently part of mission, uh, mainstream Christianity. We have basically unbiased sources, and I am including the Bible in that only because, <laughs> hear me out. No, okay. This, this is a group that claims to believe the Bible, but is very easily disproven by it. Okay. Regardless of who's interpreting the Bible, they are... Very, very clearly in violation of some stuff. So what you're saying is you have a group of sources that are written from maybe a anti or one-sided perspective. Correct. And then you have a bunch of homegrown organic sources. Because here at Cold Podcast, (laughs) we get our our news from only the most trustworthy of sources. Well, we do. BuzzFeed News is... I mean, surprisingly, one of the more accurate news people these days. Like, I'm not actually joking. They're, they yeah, tend they, to be right most of the time. Well, one of my I'm buddies... Father John Laveau. <laughs> one of my buddies was saying that they went on a kick and they're like, we'll just hire a bunch of real journalists. Yeah, no. they wanted to be yeah. They 100% so. did. And, and they published the article where I'm going to get a lot of information from in 2017, where they actually sent a journalist to this church and to a retreat to be faith healed. So she has a lot of great information. Uh, If you get the chance, please read that article. It's amazing. Um, But similarly, I also, just for an illustration of why mainstream Christianity hates them so much, uh, I have a list of other sources if you're curious about where they stand. We'll briefly talk about it, but I do want to concentrate on A, this organizations doctrines and what they claim to believe versus the things that 
are supposedly part of their belief system that are incongruent. But then I also want to talk about the socioeconomic implications of their organization. Because to Mm. me, that is the most troubling. Okay. Like, there are definitely doctrinal issues. But here's the thing. People are going to believe different shit, and you can't really stop them from doing that. So I can't necessarily fault them for believing weird things. But what we can do is examine the ways in which they are potentially misleading members of their congregation. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're potentially impacting their community negatively. And they are potentially misrepresenting themselves. And I feel like those are a little more concrete versus the doctrinal issues mainstream Christianity has with them. Right. Okay. Okay. And as we know, you never represent yourself. Always hire an alligator to do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, go for it. So, that being said, here are our our sources. First of all, bssm.net. That's the Bethel School of Supernatural... That's the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry.net. Oh, I thought it stood for bullshit. Here's the funny part. If you have a ton of tabs open in your computer. It just says BS, It says BS, BS, BS. It's pretty great. That's funny. Secondly, BuzzFeed News, the article is called Meet the Young Saints of Bethel Who Go to College to Perform Miracles by Molly Hensley Clancy. Please read this article. Clancy will surprise you. Yeah, for sure. Uh... John Oliver's Last Week Tonight episode on televangelism. Yes. Oh, this is one of my favorite episodes. This is required viewing for this episode. It is very important. If you have not seen it, it is on YouTube. Please watch it. Um, then also, here are other sources. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Leviticus 19, 31. Leviticus 26. Leviticus 20, 27. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12. Isaiah 19, Isaiah 8, 19 through 22. Revelation 21, 8. Galatians 5, 19 through 20. And Judges chapters 4 and 5. Ooh, Deuteronomy, Judges are my favorite. Deuteronomy is always the most misleading because it just sounds like the study of dudes. Dude. <laughs> And that's when God was, like, really chill about everything. Uh, Deuteronomy 420. Also, uh, we have TripAdvisor. (laughs) What? A review of their faith healing services. Sick. Um, Oh, I can't wait for that. We also have uh, webarchive.org for the article Cold Reading, The Psychic's True Power, as well as Cold Reading Technique by Dennis Dutton. We have the BBC's Archives of Documented Religions uh, for the definition of a quote-unquote medium. And we have a New York Times article on asthma and its death rate called Asthma Kills. Finally, uh, we have Scientific American. Uh, The article is called Mix It Up with Oil and Water. Now, as far as doctrinal sources, we have JesusTruthDeliverance.com, okay. PirateChristian.com, okay. TheGospelCoalition.com, or Coalition.org, HillsongChurchWatch.com. Now, here's the thing. That's a website devoted entirely to talking about how Hillsong Church is bad, which a lot of you have written in about, which we haven't covered because... That's... Uh, what's his name's thing? Bieber. No, Although yeah, he's going to come in on this one, too. Oh, fucking amazing. But I meant uh, Chris Pratt? Yes. Yeah. He's also at Hillsong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and, and here's why we haven't covered Hillsong currently. Uh, people can leave whenever they want. It costs you nothing to be there. They have very problematic views, but sometimes people you like that are famous have problematic views, and they go to a church. <laughs> like, 
that's, you know, they're yeah. not keeping people there. <laughs> There's kind of like, this is a little more, it, it's similar in some cases, but I find this to be a little more manipulative and we'll yeah. get into why in just a little bit. Um, but that if you're interested in, in that, this is a good website for it. Uh, www.getreligion.org. <laughs> Christianity Today. The Get religion.org has free shipping, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christianity Today, their article is an indictment of the multi-level marketing and appeals to millennials in modern-day Christianity. That's going to be very important. Hmm. Um, and that is a surprisingly unbiased article that is a little more community-based as far as examining the implications of some of the newer types of Christianity and how it's impacting their congregations both financially and socially. Mm -hmm. So all of that out of the way, let's start with what exactly Bethel and their school of supernatural ministry is and where they came from. So Bethel was originally founded in 1952 by Robert Doherty and was originally affiliated with the assemblies of God denomination. And it was originally just kind of a normal church. Um, If you're unfamiliar assemblies of God is officially now called the World Assemblies of God Fellowship. It's a group of, group of over 140 autonomous but kind of associated national groups of um, Pentecostal churches. We've talked about Pentecostalism before. It comes up a lot. They are surprisingly the root of a lot of Christian-based cults. Like nine times out of ten when we dig into a cult that is Christianity adjacent, we find Pentecostalism in there somewhere. Pentecostals are the ones that believe in speaking in tongues, yes, right? They do. And I feel like that's kind of a gateway to saying that the supernatural continued to exist in present day. Yeah. That's exactly what this cult believes. Yeah. Well, this group. Yeah. Well, that line of thinking can be uh, Pentecostally. <laughs> but that that's exactly what this group believes with a twist. We'll get to it. Of lime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, they continued that way um, until 1996. And in February of 1996, was that the year you were born? Yeah. yeah. God damn it. I remember that year. <laughs> I Me feel too. so old. I was, uh, I was a month old. Cool. When this started. I was eight. Same. No, I was nine. I was yeah. eight. Um, so in February of 1996, uh, the congregation invited Pastor Bill Johnson, who was from California, uh, in Weaverville. Uh, Bethel is currently in Redding, California, which is up north. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they invited him to come be their new pastor. Um, and he was, you know, he comes from a line of pastors. His dad was a pastor. Um, but when he came, he had one stipulation and that was that the message of the church would always be about revival and that that would never change. Now, we'll get into revivals a little bit further on, but for me, that is kind of a dangerous way of thinking. Revivals, especially in history, have been characterized by a lot of emphasis on miracles and showmanship and not so much on actual doctrine. It's where we get our modern televangelists. It's that mm. same vibe, um, which is troubling. What's that movie with uh, Steve Martin? I think it's Steve Martin, where he's a he had the, the traveling no revival. He's an old white man. This could take a while. <laughs> right. Leap of faith. 
Oh, I, yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, Leap of Faith is uh, a Turing Christian evangelist Jonas Nightingale, played by Steve Martin, with his colors... With his cohorts tend to put on bogus faith healing revivals in major cities where hefty donations flow freely. Uh, but then real miracles start happening and he's like, what? Mm, that doesn't happen here. Oh, okay. Uh, cool, cool, no, cool, cool, no. Cool, cool. Uh, so nine years later, in November of 2005, the entire membership of the church voted unanimously to withdraw their affiliation from the Assemblies of God. Huh. Ooh. Now, when I found that out, that seemed... Very unusual to me that some, like, when is a vote ever unanimous? Like, that's strange. And in only nine years, they went from being a part of this congregation and a part of this denomination with no questions and issues to all of a sudden voting to unanimously leave and become their own non-denominational church. Uh, so for those of you who don't know what a non-denominational church is, I was raised in a non-denominational church. They're very, very common. A lot of the churches you see are non-denominational churches. It's not always bad, but it's also not always good. I thought non-denominational meant not regarding one religion specifically? No, you're thinking of Unitarian. Oh, what am I? No, but I think like non-denominational holidays, aren't, isn't that? No, that's different. So okay. non-denominational Christian is basically like, we're not Catholic, we're not Lutheran, we're not this, but we believe in the Bible and each priest or like pastor is allowed to interpret the bible in kind of their own way so you're the indie rock of religion yeah well the way i was kind of thinking about it because you know it just means that you don't belong to an official denomination nationally it's kind of like not it's it's like a mom and pop restaurant versus a mcdonald's okay if you're a national denomination church you can go into pretty much any of those churches and expect to you know get an expected outcome You know, I could walk into most Baptist churches. They're going to be similar. There could be bad ones, Mm -hmm. you know, just like there's a bad McDonald's, but like... Oh, there's just one? There's (laughs) just one bad McDonald's? (laughs) By and large, I can order the same shit. They're all going to have chicken nuggets. By and large is how I order shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So they're... So what is it? Uniform? What, Unitarian? The, Unitarian. Unitarian. That's, those are the big, the big, uh, that's the McDonald's. No, and... no, 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 no. Unitarian Universalist is kind of a, hey, It's a food court. In. Okay. Yeah, it's a food court. So what you're saying is this fucking, this church became the McDowell's of no. the church. Oh, no. fuck me. All right. So basically, they're like, we're a fast food restaurant and we serve a lot of stuff, but we don't have an official name yet. Well, No. That, that's more of like a universal, like a food court or a universal church is kind of everything. Your average Baptist or Lutheran church, that's a McDonald's. Everybody, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's, you okay. know what you're getting. This is almost like a mom and pop restaurant. Could be great, could be terrible. It's yeah, diners, McDowell's. drive-ins, and dives. What's a McDowell's? You've never seen Coming to America? Oh, it's been forever. Oh, it's know. a parody McDonald's. Okay. No, it's not a parody. It's just a smaller. The thing is, is they, got, they put the, the, the bun in the, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Go watch Coming to America, you heathens. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that. it's it's a mom and pop store. It could be great. It could be terrible. You know, it yeah. all depends on who's running the place and who's the chef that's determining the menu. Yeah. If you have a pastor that's really invested in their community and is excited mm-hmm. to help other people and is you know pretty selfless and humble, it's not a bad 
deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's it's the pretty good. That's the equivalent of having a chef that's really Mexican. It's just a great restaurant. I, I would just, you know, it's it's your oinkster where it's, you know, good food served fast. Like, it's, yeah. you know, good shit. But similarly, if the person in charge is more interested in being a celebrity, that's when you get Joel Olstein. That's where you get Hillsong. And that's where you get Bethel. Mm. We had a priest like that in my parents' church, and it was a Catholic church, but he kind of had this like weird vibe where he'd go real off book, and he yeah. turned out to be a real alcoholic. So yeah. we had a uh, we had uh, I, I, my limited time spent in a church was kind of there were these larger than life uh, teachers that were like major celebrities almost inside of the community, like um, Creflo Dollar. They were called Veggie Tales. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah, I did. I watched a lot of Veggie Tales. <laughs> I as did a too. Child. My mom found out that if she put me in this church called Grace Church in Glendora, they would just watch me for free during the summer. Oh, a lot of people do. So that. Yeah, yeah, so I spent a lot of time in church. Not Christian. Just spent a lot of time in church for free daycare. So it's at this point specifically, mm-hmm. if you have not watched John Oliver's episode on televangelists, do it. Because they will go into what kind of happens when these people take the church into being more about them mm-hmm. than being about church. And a lot of the articles from the Christian-based websites mention kind of the same thing. A lot of them tend to cite the fact that Bethel sermons, a lot of which you can find online, are pretty low on scripture and pretty high on the emphasis of miracles and emphasizing his, signs following and his ability yeah. to teach you how to create miracles. So it's it's tricky. It's it's a lot of and it's very similar to old revivals, but as we mentioned, old revivals a lot of a lot of you know, quackery. Yeah. Willie Mays here. I'm going to show you how to do some miracles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. God, my shirt is so clean. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Uh, I would say OxyClean. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, as for Bethel, Bill Johnson, who is the pastor that then brought them out of that denomination, his associate pastor, Chris Valaton, decided that they needed to take their ministry to a new level. Okay. So. You're taking your relationship with Jesus to the next level? Can you take me higher? Me and Jesus started to start doing hand stuff. Oh, God. no. Remember when I said that he was into revivals? This very much colors the way that they move forward with their church. They do start church planting at this point. But this is when they started to continue to consider the idea of spreading their revival in a different way. Tent revivals in the last two centuries are responsible for something called the Great Awakening, which was a huge spread of Pentecostal Christianity in America, mm-hmm. and also the spread of the Church of Christ with signs following, who will get their own episode at some point. Cool. They're the snake handlers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's also probably... <laughs> There was, it probably resulted in the spread of a few pregnancies and STDs, I'm going to say. Because from what I'm aware of, of the people that run these things, they don't always practice what they preach. Well, yeah. I mean, these people seem to, but what they're preaching is also not real. So, cool. 
Um, these revivals, as we said, are pretty short on uh, scripture, but super high on miracles and prophecy and faith healing and fainting from the spirit and speaking in tongues. All of those things are the norm. Jim Jones was the poster boy for modern revivalist Christianity up until the 60s and is not a good look Mm -hmm. to be similar to that dude. Bro, you ever gotten high on miracles? (laughs) (laughs) That's my weed strain, dude. (laughs) Do you notice and recognize miracles? Billy Mays here with Miracle Strain Weed. (laughs) Oh, so fucking magnets. How do they work? I'm sorry. That was just for like two or three people who understand miracles. Um, So Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton took revivalism one step further by founding the Bethel School for Supernatural Ministry, as we mentioned, colloquially colloquially known as Christian Hogwarts. Did they... No, other people call them Christian Hogwarts, yeah. What are the houses? They don't have houses, necessarily. Huffle never puffed the devil's lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) So, a little bit about the school, and this is from that BuzzFeed article where she spent, like, a week or more at the school with the students. Uh Um, The basic premise of the school is that the miracles of biblical times, parting of the seas, burning bushes, etc., didn't end then, and the miracle workers didn't die out with Jesus' Jesus's disciples. But in modern day, prophets and healers walk among us and are us. For the students at this school, learning, seeing, and performing signs and wonders is their entire purpose for being in school. You're a Christian, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, The Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry is at the forefront of a very youthful push into evangelical Christian faith. Some have called this movement one of the fastest growing religious groups in America. It targets millennials specifically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's very... and, And Bethel does a great job. Most of their church body are millennials. Mm. They're very, you know, sharp, pretty, glossy looking, and also you get magic powers. Oh my God. Who doesn't want that, you know? A few years ago when Twilight was famous, uh, millennials were getting uh, basically minor surgery to sharpen and elongate their canines permanently. Yeah, yeah. So, fucking, yeah, I totally believe millennials are going to this goddamn Harry Potter school yeah. because they're really into it because they don't fucking think ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 23. Why do I, why am I the one who's like, y'all stupid? Because you hang out with us all the time. That's yeah. fair. Uh, so this school is unaccredited and it doesn't give you <laughs> degrees, doesn't offer degrees. Uh, it sends students into Reading and then across the globe because they do have a bunch of missions uh, teams with training on how to speak God's words, heal the sick, and use the supernatural to win souls. And they've spawned <laughs> imitation schools around pretty much the world at this point. So is God's word, is that like parcel tongue? Like what's the language? Like how do you... <laughs> it's, it's it's speaking in tongues. The Chikamana Honda. Yeah, like it's... Yeah. Armando comes in Hondas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are... Tons of videos of them faith healing on the streets Mm -hmm. and 
accosting street preachers that are preaching different things. There's one. No, you stupid street preacher. It's pronounced Wimgardium Leviosa. <laughs> idiot I'll, I'll talk about some of those videos a little bit later they're very upsetting to watch personally oh they make me angry a lot of the time okay yeah um but more than that bethel is most known for its christian wor- worship music um they're pretty bland uh they're it's boring as hell. I, I will make you watch just a minute or so of it so you can see the video and stuff. Uh, but they make music videos for them, and they became wildly popular because Justin Bieber once told Cosmopolitan Magazine that he had a Bethel track called No Longer Slaves, which now has 34 million views on YouTube, on his iPod with the top three most played, along with Lil Wayne and Drake. Which, by the way, fuck you, Justin Bieber. No, you don't. That's some bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, what? God damn it. Here's the song, by the way. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies to Lord. girls on either side with hands outstretched yeah, pretty yeah. normal in worship songs uh they never sing <laughs> oh it's cool. six and a half minutes oh that's long. weird did you say that bieber's in this one no this is on his ipod amongst his most played oh okay allegedly. all right all right i understand i i have a really difficult time with christian rock because so often it comes it's off bad yeah well it's horrible and also comes off as pretty insincere to me i that is i struggle with it as well for that exact reason you guys um, heard christian rap yes oh it's very bad it's my favorite to thing to get high to <laughs> what yeah why it's fucking hilarious. i don't know what it is just somebody well, who's really into so trying to spread jesus's here's word here's the thing there was a thing when i was in junior high and high school where there were a lot of what they called Christian crossover bands, where it was Christian bands oh, yeah. who would just write regular songs and then get famous. Was Evanescence one of those? No. There was but like people a weird thought that rumor she was. That there was. She wasn't. Creed, Same, too. Creed right? was. That was a rumor, also. Yeah. Switchfoot was. Um, OC Supertones. Because okay. they would always play, like, Christian Music Night at Knott's Farm, Knott's well, Farm they, and stuff. They're just, I mean... They're a ska band. They're trying it's to It's a lot of ska. You, There's a ton of Christian ska. They're trying to provide a message that'll wake you up, wake you up inside. Because <laughs> you can't wake up. You can't wake up um, inside. But P.O.D. I'm sorry. P.O.D. is a Christian yeah. rock rap. P.O.D. performed at my high school. I'm not surprised. Uh, they have that, well, like, one pretty good song. Yeah. Is that the Youth of a Nation song? 
Yes. We are, we are youth of the nation. Yeah, I think that's P.O.D. Let me look this up because I need uh, to. Amy Grant. If you're going like old school with it. So it's, there is a precedent for this happening, um, but not to the extent that it's currently happening. Okay. Yeah, they did. They they for sure were these dudes who they played at my fucking, uh, they played at my, wait, what? They played at my high school, and it looks like their next gig is, uh, their last gig was yesterday. Oh, shit. And they were playing uh, in Orlando, Florida at somebody's birthday party. Oh, no. So, yeah, it looks like they're, I mean, they're doing great. <laughs> I mean, they're not, but you know. Nah, they're doing great. <laughs> they sold out uh, or, Charter Oak High School. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jars of Clay was another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was that. like, if I can't swim after 40 days. Yeah, it was a very famous song when you were not born yet. <laughs> That's a horrible way to store clay, right? In no. a jar? The, Jars are made of the, clay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have you never played Zelda? Yeah, those are bins with rupees in them. They're jars made of clay. That's why you could break them. I didn't know they were jars. I thought they were vases. Vasai. Anyway, as we said, it looks like a Mumford and Sons concert. It's very sleek. It's very polished. It's very focused on experience the way millennials love they have those weird fucking lights that are strung together with like the old bulbs yeah yeah they got like those jj abrams lens flares up in that shit yeah even though it's nighttime even though it's nighttime yeah um so if you showed this video next to a video of like a hipster core Mm -hmm. mumblecore music festival it'd look the same i mean yeah i'm gonna be honest they're no pod well, they're not that young. That's they're not fair. the youth of a nation. I should you should have seen them, dude, at Charter Oak. They were fucking lit, dude. <laughs> I got off third period just to see them. I didn't have to go to math. That's what happened. <laughs> so Actually, they went to my middle school. What? Yeah, they didn't play my high school. They played my middle school. And then we all got free I'm sorry, this is unimportant. But they came and played my middle school and then we all got free merchandise afterwards. Wow. It was very weird. Well, here's the thing. By the time you were in middle school, they had not been popular for a long time. <laughs> no. They're from San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why they came. They were just they were just doing whatever they wanted to do. My middle school asked, because I was a... Oh, fuck. Some of you are aware that I made hip-hop music in my high school days. Go find, his, go find his mixtape on SoundCloud. It's actually pretty good. It's you really good. It. It's very easy. I love easy. his music. I don't hide it. Uh, my school's Christian student union, uh, asked me if I could perform my music. Wait, I've heard your music. Yeah. I was like, did you guys hear it? And they were like, yeah, it's pretty good. You just got to take out the references to weed and cursing and sex. And I was like, that's just just an instrumental. Just the backbeat? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, yeah, that'd be good. Can you do that? Oh, jeez. So you had to do the clean comedy version of hip hop music. Yeah, I had to do Christian comedy. Oh God, why would they do this? Because they don't have anyone else. They're hiring POD. They don't give a shit. This is true. God. So the school began twenty years ago as kind of an experiment. 
Uh, they had 37 students. Most of them were local to Reading. Now they have 2,400 students. Wow. Every year. It's bigger than my college. I mean, it's not bigger than my college, but okay. Well, she went to college in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I went to college in Milwaukee. Oh, did you? For most of it, yeah. Okay, so instead of most of the students being corn, they were cows. There you go. <laughs> it's a city! We have bridges! It's a quote-unquote city. You lived in a village. So, they are the country's largest importer of foreign non-degree students. What the fuck does that mean? Oh. That so means for people coming from outside the United States as students but are not seeking a degree, nearly all of them go here. Huh. They so were, they can get student status. And they can and get I'm a sure visa. And I'm sure it's not difficult to get into. They obtained 889 active visas in 2017. And That's that was just why. the first yep. half of 2017. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So according to ICE data... Double that of the next largest school like them. So they're dominating in the non-degree school market, basically. That's according to ICE, ICE data? Yeah, ICE, <laughs> ICE, rabies. Um, because it's unaccredited, they're not eligible for federal financial aid. So you can't get federal loans or, yeah. or Bell Grants or anything towards those. But if you have money, you can easily get a visa. Well, no, the visas are completely separate because they also have tuition. Oh, but yeah. But the tuition's not eligible for any student aid. Um, students pay $4,650 a year out of pocket. Oh. That's actually not That's bad. That's pretty cheap. That's Is really that? cheap. My college was like $20,000 yeah, a year. Yeah, but you got a fucking degree afterwards. I got an art degree. It's basically useless. Yeah, I paid... So is a, a non-degree in Christian magic. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but they're only paying five grand for it. Like, I paid... I paid collectively twenty grand a year for five years. I paid $100,000 for a film degree. They're not... It's Christian magic. Why am I arguing this with you guys? It's Christian magic. My my degree is as useless as theirs, except mine has UCLA in front of it. Like, that's the only... That's... I... Yeah. Again, I got kicked out of Miracosta Community College, so... Yeah. Their degree is better than mine, too. Yeah. Um. So, students will attend for anywhere between one and three years. Most of them stay for about two years. Cool. Longer than I did, but yeah. cool, 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 cool. Um, but that still makes the school a cash cow for the church because it's a church. They're a nonprofit. Ooh. Oh. Huh. Are religious schools, do they have, do they get exempt from taxes? Not completely, no. Okay. Um, but they pay different taxes and they can't receive tax money. Okay. Typically. Okay. We'll yeah. get into something a little bit later. Okay. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Um, so they bring in almost $7 million a year, and that's about 20% of the church's overall revenue. Did you say $7 million? I said $7 million, My ears didn't want to hear it correctly. Yeah, and that's remind like only 20% of the church's revenue. So that means the church is making... 40 to 50 million a year god which is insane that's 40 to 50 million times what pod makes every year. <laughs> guys i have an idea start a church cult school oh yeah. shit where we teach you how to be a cult leader okay hear me out 
If we teach them how to become cult leaders, A, we know we won't fall for it because they're learning the bullshit from us. True. B, we're expanding the level, the number of episodes that we can do <laughs> in the future. Win-win. Let's do it. It's a brilliant plan. All right. If you want to enroll in our cult school, just send us your... What, send us your application uh we're gonna Social need your transcripts <laughs> send us your application which is basically just a one to two paragraph essay of why you should be in our, <laughs> our cult school to cult podcast show at gmail.com if you have a good one we'll read it out loud there you go uh so bssm wants to grow <laughs> bullshit shit nah <laughs> m not n oh m yeah ministry bullshit shit man <laughs> um they want to grow even larger in 2017, the city of Reading approved a massive expansion that would allow them to house over 3,000 students and a brand new $96 million campus. In Reading... I thought you were going to say a brand new 96 Honda Accord. No. In Reading, and we'll, we'll talk about Reading a little more as we go, mm-hmm. it's going to stick out like a sore thumb, and it's going to take over the bulk of the town. A 96 Honda Accord is as big as Armando dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in their first year at school, Bethel students learn the stories of all the judges and prophets from the Old Testament. Word. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, in preparation for becoming prophets themselves. Okay. Because these people believe that being a prophet is taught. So you can l- Wait. Despite being- the fact that every prophet in the Bible is chosen by God. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So is that like a prereq to Defense Against the Dark Arts? Or I, what's I, the... I think it like is it. Defense Against the Dark Arts. Basically. That's, That's oh, what yeah. a prophet is. That um, is what religion is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so aside from prophecy, their mm. big thing is faith healing. Uh, the BuzzFeed article goes into multiple instances of faith healing and multiple stories about it. Um the so, fifth one will surprise you. I've used that joke. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I love it. Um, so as I mentioned, the reporter that BuzzFeed sent actually went for like a week and she actually had a sprained knee. Mm-hmm. She had torn two ligaments in it. It was in a brace. She kind of hobbled around the whole week. It was a legitimate. A legitimate in- injury. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, she went to sit through one of their lectures and she said a student came up and sat next to her and asked if he could pray for healing and so she was like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, it's a nice sentiment. Yeah. And so he... No, it's not. He just forgot to do his homework. Well, <laughs> he So he placed his fingers on the section of the brace that showed her skin, because apparently he had to actually touch her skin to do it. Sure. Uh, and prayed for her. And then when he finished, she was like, okay, thank you. And he was like, do you want to stand up and try it out? Because they believe that instantly Um, you are healed here's the thing when i was a child i thought i had superpowers and i could a see in the dark b fly i jumped out you just eat a bunch of carrots i uh jumped off my parents deck multiple times (laughs) and i may or may not have broken my arm three times oh my god but not for just doing that Oh, I also tried to ride my bicycle with my eyes closed because I saw um, uh, Star Wars, and then I crashed into the neighbor's mailbox, blacked out, and woke up at my parents' front door because the neighbor lady carried me home. (laughs) So, like, you don't have superpowers, okay? (laughs) 
mildly related. When I was uh, when I was a kid, my uncle fell off a ladder that my grandfather had, and he fell off and broke his knee. And when I jumped off the ladder from the very top, I landed on the floor and I was completely fine. And so uh, I kept doing this, where I would get to the climb to the top <laughs> of the ladder and jump off and then land. And then I was convinced that because my uncle did it and broke his leg, that because I could do it, I was a master daredevil. And this this oh, sounds no. like a joke. This sounds like I'm doing a bit, but I need you to know this is all serious. I videotaped myself jumping off of the ladder three times in a row. So I would get to climb up the ladder, jump off, land, go run, climb up the ladder, jump off, land, do it again. And I submitted that for possible sponsorship from Monster Energy Drinks. <laughs> So how somebody, old are you? In their child ladder jumping How condition? old are you? I was like 11. Yes! Oh <laughs> my god! Maybe possibly younger than that. And then when I explained this to an adult about like what I was doing, I was like, yeah, I'm like a daredevil. I'm amazing. And they were like, no, you're a six foot child. <laughs> who's just not, you're as tall as the ladder. So it doesn't fucking affect you. <laughs> Anyway, still waiting to hear back on that sponsorship. Monster <laughs> Energy, if you could get back to me. Thank you so much. Hit us up. Um, she recounts some more stories in her article, one of which was uh, a story about Bethel students swarming an elderly woman on the sidewalk and praying over her and then encouraging her to get out of her chair and walk. No. Oh, terrible. Really quick, just just to make clear, she didn't get up and immediately start walking fine, no, right? No, no, okay, of course okay. not. Right, cool. No, no. I thought they were actually going to have a story that would surprise me. I was very ready. No. Because well, um, it's the fifth one. But oh, cool, 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 yeah, cool. Yeah, you got to cool. wait. But this next one is probably one of the worst. And there are oh, two no. sides to it. I will present both. Um but this is the version of the story that the BuzzFeed article was able to obtain from a woman named Donna Zibble. So Donna's 15-year-old grandson, Orion, was walking home from a friend's house on a cold afternoon when he had an asthma attack in the street, just oh. a few blocks from his own home. Bethel church goers found him and ran to his side, and she says... That as he gasped for breath, they began to pray for healing, letting minutes tick by without calling 911. One woman eventually ran back to her friend's house. Donna claims that it was to get a copy of her Bible, not to call 911. Bitch! Fucking idiots. Eventually, someone called 911, and Orion was taken to the hospital about 15 minutes after his attack began, they say. Uh, but for days, he laid in the ICU of Shasta Regional Medical Center with irreparable brain damage from loss of oxygen. Yeah. Shasta Hospital? Yeah, Lake Shasta. Okay. That's where Redding is. So not not sponsored by not Shasta Not sponsored Cola. by Shasta Cola, no. Um, you know Shasta, Shasta Hospital right outside Food for Less? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, during his stay in the hospital, Bethel church members and leaders came to the hospital asking to pray over her grandson, and they gave her daughter a piece of what they called prophetic art. It was a drawing, they said, that had been made by a child in their church. They started praying, speaking in tongues. They were going to blow a shofar, which is one of those uh, um, Jewish horns. It's made of like a ram's horn. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought you meant they were going to blow a chauffeur. Just no. To get there. <laughs> um, they were giving out what they called prophecies about how he was going to be raised from the dead. 
Is he dead? He died. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now, a couple months after the article was published on BuzzFeed, someone else contacted BuzzFeed. Her name is Andrea Martin. And she has a different version of events than the one that Donna Zibel had described. Martin, who is a Bethel churchgoer, says that she was the one who called 911. And she says that she found him gasping for breath in the street. Once she realized he was having an asthma attack, she said she immediately returned to her house to get her cell phone and call 911, asking her neighbors who were watching to pray for him as she called. When she returned, she tipped his head back to clear his air passageway as paramedics instructed her. She claims that only a minute and a half elapsed at most between her call and when she first found Orion. But like, nah, like I'm going to drop some asthma facts for y'all. Okay. Real quick. Uh, some of you may know your girl was in the hospital a lot last year. This is why. So I had a near fatal asthma attack in an in and out drive through. Let's not dwell on that part. <laughs> what? Whoa, 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 wait. Why is this the first I'm hearing about this part of the story? So, okay. So what had happened was I got sick. Uh-huh. And when you have asthma, any cold or anything can cause an attack. Yeah. I had been sick. I went to urgent care to get a breathing treatment thinking it would make me feel better. Okay. The problem is sometimes when a breathing treatment opens your airways up, if you have any allergens or anything else irritating your lungs, it can make way for a larger asthma attack to happen after. It's kind of the catch-22 of asthma treatments is that it provides relief in the moment, but it doesn't necessarily solve the underlying issue. Yeah. So I left urgent care and they had given me breathing treatments and steroids and steroids make you incredibly hungry, like starving. Really? Yeah. They made me, yes. they made me not hungry when I had to take them. They made me insane. They made me like angry. I couldn't sleep and I was just hungry. Like it's yeah. like you're yeah. jacked up. You're just like, ah. I yeah. couldn't sleep and I wanted to vomit all the time. I, I couldn't sleep. I, I wouldn't sleep for like four or five days at a time and I was just starving and they had been putting me on them repeatedly. That's how I gained like 35 pounds in the span of a few months because you're not eating because you need to. You're eating because it's telling you you're hungry. So I went to drive back to my house. In between urgent care and my house is an In-N-Out burger mm-hmm. that happens to be in the parking lot of a hospital. Okay. So. Your girl got lucky. Your girl got very lucky. Yeah. So Those I, steroids really turned you into an animal. I know. Style. Style. Uh, <laughs> I was in the In-N-Out drive-thru, and if any of our America, our California listeners know, uh, In-N-Out drive throughs are not quick. I was stuck in that drive-thru for 15 to 20 minutes before I was able to get out of the drive-thru and then drive across the parking lot to the emergency room, mm-hmm. where I then walked from my car to the emergency room and collapsed at the front desk and they brought out a crash cart. Yes. Did you get that in and out? Yeah, though? I was going to ask. It sat in my car for the five days that I was in the hospital oh. and I didn't get to eat it and my oh. car smelled really bad after. Oh, God. Anyway, I so... Know, I know that there's nothing you can do about it now and I pray to God this never happens again. But I, ideally, it won't with my new medication. In the moment, yet. you should have called me. I would have gone and eaten that in and out. I didn't think about it. I should have, though. After, like, a day, I still would have in and out. Jake came to, like, see me at the hospital, and I told him to get the burger, and yeah. he didn't grab it on his way out. Jake's stupid. Andrea's gonna try and <laughs> reprimand me. The other day, I found a french fry that's been in my car for either a month or a week, and I still ate it. Was it hard or soft? Oh, it was soft. Oh, okay. Then probably only a week. Yeah, it was pretty good. 
Uh, anyways. So. Wait, you want to yell at me? What are you going to do? What I'm... I already ate the french fry. I just don't want to hear any complaints when you're in the bathroom later. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm what I'm trying to say is, from the time that I had a... And I was already breathing badly. Yes. From the time that my asthma attack started to the time that I got to the hospital and they were able to use life-saving measures to rescue me was almost a half hour. Mm-hmm. And I lived. I also ended up, like, five months later, having to take an ambulance to the ER for another asthma attack. Ambulances come equipped with a lot of the tools to immediately stabilize someone with an asthma attack. Right. By the time Orion got to the ambulance, it was too late. That means that he was not breathing for considerably longer than a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way it was a minute and a half. And for me, that made me violently angry yeah. Uh, they let that kid die. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. And maybe there was some crazy thing where he had been breathing badly and, you know, they caught him and just didn't quite get there fast enough. Maybe she's right. But I would say that given personal experience and some notes from the New York Times about bronchospasms, which is what an asthma attack is, they tend to constrict for 20 minutes to two hours. Like... Seriously? A minute and a half? That just seems unlikely to me. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. I'm not a fucking doctor. But, like, that's unlikely to me. My uncle is a pulmonologist. We could call him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what we're doing right now is Andre Gazetta's uh, uncle is a pulmonologist, which is... uh... It's a lung doctor. Oh, I thought it was a jerk-off doctor. Yeah. Pulmanologist? Should I put him? Yeah. Yeah, you do whatever you want. We'll see if he answers. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Uncle Paul. It's Andrea. Hey, what's up? I have a quick medical question. We we do a podcast about cults, um, and we had a, there's a story about a boy that died because of an asthma attack, and a woman said that she called an ambulance and that the boy was only like didn't have medical attention for an, a minute and a half, but other people claim that it was more like fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, is it possible to die from an asthma attack if you don't have, like, life support for only a minute and a half? Well, when you say life support, I mean, they're not, you know, usually they, it takes them a while to intubate the patient, get the tube in and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, and the problem is, is the attack probably had gone on for a while before they called 911. Right. Well, that's ex- that is what happened. So you know the the problem is is that they with asthma you reach a, a critical point where you basically aren't exchanging air anymore, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's when you go into basically respiratory arrest, and then immediately after that cardiac arrest. Oh, okay. okay. So I mean the the problem is is that you he they could have been there in in. Two minutes, but if the attack had been going on for twenty minutes, it may have been too late. Right. Or they could have been there in fifteen minutes, and it because the attack had only been going on for a minute or two, it could have been soon enough. Got you know it. What I'm saying? Yeah. Is it different? Like, is it different from person to person? Like, how quickly an asthma attack becomes like can kill you? You know what right. I mean? 
Absolutely. Okay. Because some people just have a little wheezing, and some people will have a full-blown attack where they go into what they call status asthmaticus, which is basically where they're continuing to have severe asthma, and then they can't exchange air. They get the bronchospasm is so severe that they just can't exchange air. Okay. Cool. So you know it can happen in in a couple minutes, or it can take a couple of hours for people to reach that point. It just depends on what the trigger is. You know, if they're exposed to something that they're uh, severely allergic to, or that can happen very quickly. Can cold weather and, and exercise like exacerbate those symptoms? Well, it's not. It's, it's usually not like cold air because. That's lesser of a problem, but it's really somebody who's, you know, um, exposed to a perfume or something that they're allergic to and that they inhale and then sets, triggers uh, severe bronchospasm for them. So it can happen within, you know, they can, they can go out within five minutes after attack un, untreated. It can happen very quickly. Oh, cool. Thank you. We were just all curious. We're like, I don't know if that's science. And so we just thought we'd ask someone that really knew the answer. Sorry, that was long. That's right. So, yeah. So, I mean, it can vary from person to person, but it sounds like a minute and a half, probably not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to be exposed to something crazy allergic or he would have had to have, you know, maybe he was walking and he started experiencing those symptoms before right. he collapsed. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. How close was he to an in and out Do we know that? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I know in my experience, and I had what was categorized as severe uncontrolled asthma. Um, I My attacks would start small, um, but it would take two hours over the course of, like, having kind of, like, not breathing well that day, and then the attack comes on fairly suddenly. But I've been able to drive myself to urgent care and the emergency room multiple times. It's You don't do that, though. Like, yeah. they hate it that I do that. I'm just a stubborn bitch. Anyway, so... um, a, I mean, understandably, it seems like it was a tragic situation all around. Yeah. yeah. And... It's sad no matter what. I can't for sure say which account is the correct one. I will say from my personal experience, a minute and a half does not seem long enough for that to happen. Yeah. Um, But what was even worse is that Bethel decided to hold their annual medical healing conference in May at the hospital where he died. Oh, Oh, why would you do that? And that was only a couple months later. So... If I was the parent, I mean, like... As a parent, that that's just an affront to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would you do that to someone? That's the only time I've ever heard the phrase as a parent and haven't been mad by what followed after. It. <laughs> uh, usually they say, like, as a parent, I shouldn't have to vaccinate my kids. But you were like, as a parent, a very thoughtful thing. Right. Well, and, and I'm sure a lot of that anger comes from her feelings that the people who were the first responders in this case were to blame for yeah. his death. We can't prove that they were, but she definitely believes that. Um, and it seems that restitution wasn't made in any case. And they believe that they're not responsible, but somebody dropped a ball somewhere and it's not cool. Um, 
there are a lot of YouTube videos of them faith healing. One of them also includes a group of Bethel students shouting at a street preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically one girl who seems... She, she acts almost as if she's high. I'm pretty sure she's not. But he asks her, what would you do if you saw a man stabbed on the street? Would you call 911? And she said, no, I would pray and he would come back to life. Oh. So this, for me, suggests that there is a problematic understanding of responsibility socially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Call 911. Get help. Like, and, and personally, I feel like if people can prove that you were able to call 911 and didn't, I feel like you should be criminally liable. If yeah. people can prove that, I know that's hard to prove, but like, if you if you watch someone get stabbed and you don't call nine one one, that's on you. No, a lot of people are afraid to get uh, involved because once you get involved, the risk for lawsuit on your end gets increased by a lot. Not just calling nine one one; you can anonymously call nine one one. You can. Uh, I think everyone should. Uh, I just it gets tricky there. Not Which if you're like, a bystander. Yeah, I'm saying call 911. That's my official policy. Is like if I see anything bad, I call 911. Because one of the other things, too, is like when we talk about past even people having like asthma attacks, like how many episodes have we done where it was like, yeah, and then this man saw this lady getting thrown into a car, but he didn't call the police because yeah. he didn't want to get involved. Yeah. Here's the thing my mom is a nurse. Yeah. And- All of my parents, except for my stepdad, have medical training and CPR training. So when I was a little kid, anytime we saw a crash happen, anytime Mm -hmm. my mom saw like an argument or anything, she got involved. She's also my mom. But (laughs) she definitely like, she felt and she always taught us that we have a social responsibility to help others. So I, I have called 911 a number of times, like where I have witnessed a car accident or just seen a guy standing on a street corner throwing a knife. Like whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was on uh um uh, Vermont and Fountain. Makes yeah. sense. Story and, checks. And out. he had like a butterfly knife and it was like one right. in the morning. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. Coming home from the comedy store. All I'm hearing is y'all a bunch of fucking narcs. I I dude it's those are costly seconds that could mean somebody's life or death. Call nine one one. Yeah. So, of course, one of the most interesting parts of the BuzzFeed article is that she decided to go in to have faith healing done, like at their healing room on okay. her knee. So she goes in. They make you fill out a form that basically let asks you whether or not you're a Christian, what needs healing. And, like, a checkbox of medical ailments. It's, like, the thing they do at the massage parlor. Yeah. On the back, it had checkboxes for, like, miracle performed uh-huh. to basically, like, check, we healed this person. <laughs> so. How much do you think a happy ending is? And by um, that, I mean going to heaven. Oh, <laughs> man. At least $5,000. Um, so, she said that there was also a pool that they call the healing pool uh and there was a woman chanting about it saying that oil and water mix here outside in the world they don't but in here they do oil and water mix here uh no they fucking don't and according to scientific american 
uh, water molecules are essentially, they have a partial negative charge. They have a polarity that is different from oils. Oil is also nonpolar, um, but it's also considered hydrophobic, water repelling. So water molecules and oil molecules are repelled by each other. I don't fuck with that water. (laughs) I'm hydrophobic. I'm team water all the way. You got beef, son. (laughs) But also oil is less dense than water. So it will always, always float on top of water. Their healing pool is bullshit. So this girl ends up having six or seven people preying on her at once, just constantly being like, is your knee healed yet? Is it healed yet? Is it healed yet? How about now? How does it feel? Does it feel better? How about now? On a, on a long enough scale, that would work. She eventually lied to them. Yeah. All and right, and well. was just like, I can't. I, I got to get out of here. She's yeah, like. Yeah. It's kind of like if you're with someone. Yes. And they can't make you happy. And eventually you're just going to be like, yeah, no. It was Totally. I, I, it's not that I want to go to sleep right it's now. Over. Are you close? Are you close? Yeah, literally. Yeah. I prayed for that orgasm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, God, is... let me do that. Uh, so she lies to them. She's like, yeah, I think it's more flexible now. They check the miracle thing on the back of the form, and she leaves. She faked it for God. Because she was just like, this is, I want I, I to wanna leave. leave. Yes. And you won't let me. And no, you're also too <laughs> batshit crazy to acknowledge that you don't have the powers to heal me. Yeah, but are you close? Not a doctor. Are you close? Is your knee close? At one point, yeah, she she said to them, <laughs> she said, sometimes the harvest just needs time. Uh, <laughs> she said to them, well, it's a pretty serious knee injury. It may take some time. Maybe this will help over time. And the woman was just like, Jesus doesn't need time. He's going to heal it now. Jesus, Jesus took three, three days. days. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, you be Jesus the rock Christ? Yeah. <laughs> He needs time. So, speaking of graves... 7,000 years to win a fucking war. (laughs) So, speaking of graves, the only thing that Bethel does more than faith healing is prophecy, as I mentioned before, and give people messages from beyond. Oh, really? Yes. When did they start doing this? All the time. Um, 1986, Ryu... Okawa did it first. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yep. Uh, but part of this power, they believe, is obtained through grave soaking. Wait, what? Also, what? Known, also known as grave sucking what? or mantle grabbing. <laughs> this None of this sounds good. They grab them right by the mantle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the mantles. Um, it's the act of lying across the physical grave of a deceased preacher or evangelist for the purpose of pulling out the power of the Holy Spirit, a power that was reportedly trapped within the body upon the person's death. Okay, first of all, one, uh, mantail is what I'm going to call my penis from now on. That's what a mantail is. It's your penis. Secondly, mantle grabbing and uh, more specifically grave sucking sounds like the spiritual version of that, like, I think it's like it, it comes from Asia. It's like the thing where they put the cups on your back and they suck. Cupping? Yeah. They suck like the evil out of your back. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's just a massage technique. I don't think Is it's it? for evil. Yeah. I it's thought it was for evil. toxins. So it <laughs> no. like pulls toxins out of your body. 
Okay, if you start calling your penis a mantail, mm-hmm. we're going to have problems. Okay, all right. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, also, this is not an unusual thing. We've heard of this before. Um, mantail penises? No. <laughs> uh, but the idea of gaining power from the dead... That's right. Uh, by communing somehow with their grave or with their body. If you remember both our Voodoo episodes and our Narco Satanicos episode way back in the day, mm-hmm. syncretic religions um, like Voodoo or Palomayombe, specifically for Narco Satanicos, both believe that you can gain power from taking a piece of the dead and either ingesting it or carrying it with you what are they sucking off the dead spiritually yeah they want them to come to life (laughs) no they're like laying on their graves there's one where it showed c.s lewis's grave and this woman's just like laying on it as if she's gonna get the lion the witch and the wardrobe from that shit (laughs) um it's it's strange it's strange. Narnie nah. Yeah, Narnie nah. Her favorite was probably the screw tape letter. Am I right, <laughs> ladies? <laughs> nice pull. Nice pull. Fucking nerd. Um, so here's the thing, though. You're communing with the dead to send messages to the living, correct? That's what we've described. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a medium. That's a yeah. medium. The BBC describes a medium as a person who spiritualists believe is able to see, hear, or sense things in the spirit world and who carries messages from the spirit world into this world. The ability of mediums is said to be a result of enhanced natural powers. Is this Coco? I don't know. I, didn't I haven't see Coco. seen Coco either. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a bad Mexican. Also, I like <laughs> I like that they say see, hear, or otherwise sense, which now I just want to see the Ghost Hunters episode where somebody's like, hold on, hold on. I smell the dead. I smell it. I smell dead people. This tastes like Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I smell dead people. No, that's just in and out. It was in my car for five days. <laughs> it smells so bad. Uh, here, Here's the thing, though. Uh, if you are claiming to be a Bible-believing Christian church, this is a huge fucking no-no. This is like a full-stop big issue. There's been a debate for centuries in mainstream Christianity, and most of the confusion centers around a verse in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit of a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit and to another faith by the same spirit to other gifts of healing that by one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, most denominations take that to mean people have different gifts that God has given them, will all use them in different ways. It does not mean that you can learn to prophesy. It's more that just like, if you are a prophet, it's because God has anointed you so. This and some other denominations take this to mean 
that you can prophesy at will like a medium. But here's what the Bible says about mediums. Isaiah 8, 19 through 22. When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people acquire, inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. And when they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upward will curse their king and their God. And it only gets more harsh from there. Where it's basically saying, if you go to mediums, you're dead. Uh, now, and this also are written to people in times where, like, human sacrifice went kind of hand in hand with mediums. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 14. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery or interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist who consults the dead. Anyone who does these is detestable to the Lord because of these same detestable practices. The Lord, your God will drive out those nations before you. Harry, you're detestable to the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, do we know that they weren't just saying uh, skinny business? <clears throat> no. Maybe God was like, you got to be thick, queen. <laughs> I mean, I am. There you go. So I'm good. I yes. mean, it was in Deuteronomy, so maybe. So Dude. here's the thing. Our, our favorite book for law in the Bible, Leviticus, this is the one that has all of the stuff on like... Shellfish. Food. Yeah, shellfish, tattoos, blended fabrics. Uh, they have three different verses about it. Leviticus 19.31, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 26, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them, and I will cut them off from their people. You say he'll go at you with his head? Yeah, basically. going to headbutt your ass? Yeah. Leviticus 20.27, 20, a man or a woman who is a medium or spiritist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them, and their blood will be on their own heads. Okay. So I got to smoke them out? All yeah. this is from the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, Which is metal as hell. Uh, but a lot of people discount the Old Testament because it's considered out of touch and was written to people in a very specific time that doesn't necessarily apply to now. It also has sections that allow for things like slavery and has very strict food rules, which we don't follow. Yeah. It's the part people cite when they're condemning homosexuality. Uh, so here are some from the New Testament. So Revelation 21.8, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, all the idolaters, all the liars will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. And this is the second death. Here's the thing, though, is these people aren't seeing themselves as mediums. But they're doing the same they're thing. They're seeing themselves as prophets. And right. that's the tricky thing is mm -hmm. that the prophets of the Old Testament look a lot like mediums for their God. They do. Yeah. The same with other... Well, it's just vanity sizing. <clears throat> yeah. They they think they're a small, but they're actually right. a medium. Right, they're actually a medium. Uh, the same thing... That's so good. That's... <laughs> it took my brain a minute to get there, but that's so good. Um, the same thing goes for a lot of other historical, you know, people of the time. The Greeks had oracles. That was probably, you know, you would consider it a medium. Yeah, those poor ladies, though. Yeah, oh, so sad. Um, what I would say the difference is, is that in the Old Testament, 
it was just certain people who are quote unquote anointed to be a prophet. These people are quote unquote teaching people to do it. Yeah. Or telling people that they can teach them to do it. You're a prophet, Harry. You're a prophet, Harry. But really, it doesn't matter because it's all bullshit. So. Sorry, I said that wrong. We've got a lot of prophet, Harry. (laughs) Regardless of how you feel about Christianity and those Bible verses and how that affects this church and their doctrine, uh, the prophecies are bullshit because they're just using cold reading, which has been used in revivals forever. And any sort of like psychic or medium on TV uses cold reading. So cold reading is where people throw out general statements to try and get kernels of truth about you because you're looking for something. And once they find something that's sort of true, they expound on it until you believe that you have found a truth in their statement, ignoring all of the mistakes they've made along the way. This might not be fun, so just tell me if it's not, but I'm going to propose something and I want to see what you want to uh, do. Do you know, so you know how cold reading works. I do. Do you want to try it on me? You want me to cold read you? Yeah, let's cold do it. Cold reading. Well, we'll show you. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, hold on. Wait a second. Okay. So, I'm seeing the letter L. Is there someone important in your life that has the letter L for their name? Yeah, there is. Great. Is it, is it a, it's a family member, right? Yeah. Is it parent, mom, dad? Grandparent grandparent and they're they're no longer with us no they're they're with us are you sure it's that grandparent though do you have a great grandparent did their name start with an l yeah 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 yeah, yeah, they did and they're no longer with us yeah yeah and did you ever get to spend any time with them did you ever get to meet them yeah 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 you guys used to hang out together when you were really little though really little yeah because they they passed away when you were still a little little yeah kid. yeah well they wanted to say that they're very proud of you and the person you've grown up to be fuck really yeah god that means so much to me exactly so that's how that's how it works it's, wait it, it wasn't real no, no. God, that was so cold, Paige. I, I thought just, I just picked a random letter because I thought your mom's name started with L, but I didn't remember. <laughs> uh, pronunciation-wise, I don't like this. Do you want me to try it on you, Andrea? No. Yeah. <laughs> just keep in mind, I'm not psychic, and I well, I did predict a car crash one time, but that's another story. <sighs> I didn't tell people about it. You also predicted who was going to get kicked off Drag Race last week. No, that's just because I read things online. <laughs> And tomato to profit. To profit. Um, so that's, yeah, that's cold reading. You start with something extremely general. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people will start with a vowel because a lot of names start with vowels. There's also most names start with like 10 or 15 letters. Like very rarely are they going to be like, does someone have a name that starts with X? Because your chances are low. Yeah. They're going to start with things that are a little more general. An A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I know someone whose name starts with A. Whoa. Whoa. And the other thing, too, they're looking at you and trying to guess how old you are because most people of a certain age will have lost a grandparent, potentially lost a parent, may have gotten married, may have any number of things, and it doesn't always work. I actually have a video of somebody else doing it and having it not quite work. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it sucks for me. Whenever I've gone to these, I've always accidentally worn my shirt that says, my grandmother Linda died (laughs) when I was 12. (laughs) 
I, uh, my friend really was into like palm reading and the tarot cards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so once for Halloween, I went with her mm-hmm. and the lady was trying to like do a lot of reading, like leading questions on me yeah. and it really was not working out for her. Yeah. It's sales is all it is. Yeah. I was just like, I no, that's not a thing. Yeah. Well, and if you come in skeptical, you're not going to give them what they need. Right. Because if you want to believe it, you're going to search for something that's going to work for what they're doing. Yeah, because you believe. Because you believe. And because you believe, you're going to ignore the times that they didn't quite get it right. Right. Yeah. And so this is a lot of what they're doing when they'll have big meetings where they're like, we're going to prophesy and they'll call out something and again you start general you're probably going to get somebody but the girl writing the buzzfeed article noticed she said there were a lot of bombs in that first you know meeting they had but then they kind of skyped in another preacher who like nailed somebody like two or three people but they weren't she was like i don't know if they're plants i don't know you know like or he's just really good at cold reading some people get really good at it yeah you know, some people are able to really kind of read a person in the audience and just nail it. Like, I, we do this during stand-up all the time. Yeah. Where Have you ever looked out into the front row and seen the girl that's definitely a hot trash mess who just broke up with her boyfriend? <laughs> and you can immediately <laughs> call it. Sometimes a, you are that girl. <laughs> I called her Smashly the other night. And yes. she was like, yes! And I, uh, yeah. I have a I have a joke where I talk to I ask somebody usually a dude almost entirely a dude uh, when the last time they shit their pants was yeah and what I do is I look for a dude who is uh, in the front yeah. obviously on a date not married but yeah. not uh, not, not first the, date yeah not the first yeah. date so they're they're comfortable enough to answer but they're not comfortable enough to give a truthful answer right so then I'm just like oh, you're full of shit dude yeah. Yeah, so it's that's that I've gotten really good at that. You've seen that. I have, yeah. Once or twice though, it has gone badly. And I've been like, when was the last time you shit your pants? And they're like, last fucking week, dude. And you're like, oh, you are <laughs> smashed, <lady." laughs> You are also telling the truth. Yeah. Um, I pick out people who worked in retail. Um, but yeah, it's that same thing where you're looking for somebody in the audience and you're hedging your bets that this is what's happening. I. My pri- like my proudest cold reading moment was a guy in the audience was wearing a hat and he was mean to me and he heckled me during a show and I said, why are you wearing a hat inside? We all know you're balding. And he sure enough fucking was <laughs> and left crying. So I'm just yes. saying, people, a lot of people can do this. It's all hedging your bets based on appearances. Andrea pointed out to me today that almost every single hat guy is balding. Yeah, almost yeah. always. Yeah. There's yeah. no other reason to wear hats, I Especially if you're wearing a ball cap in Milwaukee inside a bar, because it's, like, really dark, so it's yeah. hard to see if you're blocking light and, like... Yeah. yeah. You're balding and you're trying to fuck. In my experience, yeah. if you were wearing a baseball cap, it was uh, because you were really cool. I also, I don't know if you guys have thought about this, we do the reverse of cold reading for roast battle. So we're battle battling a person 
in a show where most people don't know them. Mm-hmm. We have to hedge our bets on what the audience will believe about them, regardless of what's actually true. Oh. Mm. Huh. Yeah. You know, so essentially, in in that case, the audience is the person that we're convincing, mm-hmm. and we're convincing them about this person next to them based on what we think they will infer about that person. This is how I'm going to write all roast jokes from now on. It's just being like, okay, is there an L? Is there an, is there I'm, an I'm getting a P. A I'm P, getting an important, you're a pussy. I, <laughs> I'm getting an important L. It's the one you're taking tonight. You piece of shit. <laughs> Don't. Roast, 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 roast. Um, but all of this strange doctrine that we've gone through is nothing compared to the issues that they're having with the city of Redding, California. Oh, great. So, oh, have yeah. you been to Reading? I've passed through Reading four different times because it's one of the it's it seems to be with my car that I have to stop through Reading on my way up north. Mm-hmm. Because I always by the time I get to Reading, it's like I need gas. It's too expensive if I keep going. Mm-hmm. I have to stop here, get gas until I reach uh mm-hmm. Portland. Yeah. You ever been? I mean, I'm sure that I have. Yeah. I was going to say if not count your blessings cuz it's it's rough. Um, it's right on Lake Shasta. So mm-hmm. a lot of people that vacation at Lake Shasta used to go to Redding. Um, it's in the forest. It is very pretty. Their campus is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be kind of a burgeoning tourist hub with kind of small town vibes that people liked. But now with widespread unemployment and a huge influx of methamphetamine production and prescription drug abuse... The homeless population has nearly quadrupled, and the city is dying. Like, actively dying. You know what's great, though, is they have a church there that can do a lot of good for those meth heads. Exactly. Well, here's what's basically happening, is most of the people that go to that school stay in Reading. And so they've opened up places, mom-and-pop restaurants, coffee shop, clothing stores, and basically, the whole town now is in between those Bethel-owned businesses or just empty storefronts. So they're mm. slowly just taking over the town. I mean, in one hand, they're infusing it with money and commerce, which is good. But in doing so, they are literally taking over. So thousands of them have come through in the past 20 years they're basically doing much like the Rajneeshis did in, in Oregon, yeah. where they're taking over a town. Which, again, in some ways it helps, but a lot of the existing Reading residents that are not part of the church are not so happy about it. Because they see their town being taken over by people who don't call 911. Yeah. Or for people who just come up to them in the grocery store to pray over them. Or the people who hold giant, like, they call them fire tunnels in the parks where they like have like a gauntlet that people run and they like slap bless them it's real crazy there's a video this i don't this episode is already crazy long um if i if that was happening in my town boy i tell you what it'd make me redding in the face (laughs) um but other things have happened so when the civic auditorium in redding was set to close for lack of funds bethel leased it from the city to save it but that meant that they controlled it. Why didn't they just pray over it? Exactly. But, you know, uh, when the city was undergoing financial troubles, Bethel donated 500000 to help Whoa. staff the police force. Fuck! No! But the most concerning one is Julie Winter, 
Julie Winter is a Bethel congregant. She first got involved with the city by orchestrating Bethel's plan to take over the civic. Although she ran a secular campaign of economic revitalization and curbing homelessness and drug addiction, she says she's deeply influenced by her faith, and she is now a city councilman. So they've literally got people on city council now. The she- issue with this, though, is after at a certain point, they're self-detrimental because they don't believe in medicine. No, I mean, they, be- I mean, they, they don't not believe in medicine, but it's not their first... Like, they eventually called 911, but... Yeah, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. So, she does rec- recuse herself from voting on Bethel matters, but her vision is closely aligned with the church. And in August of 2017, a group linked to the church opened a taxpayer-funded public charter school called Tree of Life, and it was on the campus of an elementary school that was shuttered because of declining enrollment. So they took over a closed school. Mm. The school's leaders say that the school is secular because that's a legal requirement. But the principal did tell the local newspaper that the school would use pieces of Bethel's quote unquote kingdom in the classroom curriculum. A job posting on the Bethel website sought to hire teachers and then said that the school has a kingdom culture and all Bethel-connected board directors and principal. So, essentially, they now have a Bethel-controlled school that is receiving taxpayer funds. Which, hey, I went to private school forever. It was great for me, but that's not a public school. Yeah. Like, there is a difference. And this is a, a merging of church and state that is problematic. Yeah. And supposedly that's kind of the goal um in the rise of network christianity in one of the books listed in one of the articles um bethel offers kind of a unique test case of something that churches like them call the seven mountains mandate the idea is that you have to bring christ into seven different spheres in life religion family education government media arts and business and thanks to Reading being so small and Bethel being so big, they might actually be able to do it. Jesus. So that's current. That's where basically it stands. Yeah. They're currently building their larger campus and they're still releasing music videos and they're still claiming to be able to teach people to prophesy and heal. Although there have been some students that have come out after and basically said, I thought I was learning to heal people, but it turns out I learned nothing. Um, it's it's a problem. Basically. Yeah. It is problematic. Before we move on real quick, uh, a mandate ends when you get to touch a man tail. Secondly, I, <laughs> I uh, yeah, that is troubling. That is yeah. not the way I expected that to end. Well, I know. you'd think that, I mean... I guess because they're not giving out actual degrees right? that there's less regulation. But at a certain point, if you're claiming something, you have to be able to back those claims up. Well, and this is exactly why at the beginning when I said we can't necessarily call them a cult per se. These are, you know, consenting adults. People can leave. You don't have to give them money. But if you want to go to their school, you have to. But my problem with it is that they're convincing people that faith healing and this kind of cold reading prophecy is real. Yeah. And it's just not. 
Sorry. But yeah. Well, even the speaking in tongues thing, like, I went to a church when I was younger where people were speaking in tongues, like, with a friend. I've actually never been. And it's really scary, first of all. But second of all, there's kind of like a. There's kind of like an Emperor's New Clothesness to it. Of just like, yeah, it's groupthink of like, well, everyone's doing. Like, if you grow up in that faith and you believe that everyone's speaking in tongues and it's not you, like, you might fake it, but secretly. You know what I mean? Like,. It becomes this thing where so many people feel like, oh, this is who I should be. Even if that's not who I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this thing happen so that I belong. So it's like. It's it's a rolling emotional wave, basically, where everyone is, you know, feeling like a few people start to feel what they believe to be a true emotional connection. And it spreads. And basically the entire congregation suddenly kind of comes under it. Yeah. It's the same thing with, you know, huge meditation retreats. Very similar. It's the same thing that we covered on our band episodes about large group awareness training. Mm -hmm. Where you're in a group and people take on different personas when they're with a group. They don't speak out as much. They don't say, hey, I'm not feeling that. Um, they, they kind of go along with what everyone else is doing because they don't want to upset the apple cart. Well, especially if you belong to a faith where you believe that if you leave that faith, you'll be ostracized. If all your friends and family are part of that faith, you have to kind of go along. I mean, that's the one thing that they don't seem to do. Okay. And that's cool. Yeah. They don't necessarily seem to ostracize. Um, but I think it's very easy to attend something like that and want it to be real enough to get carried away with it. When I was a little kid and I was in camp for the winter, mm-hmm. I had a tough time making friends and the only girl that would hang out with me told me that she was a centaur in another dimension. Now, I was 11 and I knew it was bullshit, but I kind of wanted to believe because I just wanted to hang out with someone that was nice to me. So, I get it. Yeah. That person wasn't real. I, uh... (laughs) (laughs) So this... Fucking... Yeah. This has been Professor X's School for Nerd Asses. Uh, (laughs) It's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because they're not... I mean grander scheme they're not i understand what they what we talked about with the like the asthma attack but they're not actively harming anyone exactly well but they, they are in the sense that oh that reminds me of that trip advisor trip, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> trip trip advisor review i think that will kind of give us a little more of an idea of how they're not you know like, they're not Jim Jones, but yeah. they're also not great. They're not hurting anyone, but they do have a problematic view of the world. Well, I would say think of this in the context of universal medicine, because this is this trip advisor uh, review from March 25th, 2017. They told my mother that they cured her breast cancer, and when it came back, they told her it was her fault. Damn. That's where I have a problem with That's this. where I have a problem. Yeah. Don't tell somebody you're curing cancer and then they don't get actual medical attention. That is hurting people. How many stars did they give them? Uh, zero. One. One you, star? you have to give one. Damn. <laughs> there's 246 other reviews. That was, let's see. Uh, there's 
a bunch of I mean, good ones because, you know. Yeah, of course. You're uh, a fraud, Harry. <laughs> I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> oh, they also occasionally will to- like throw out gold dust in the middle of a sermon and say that it's like a cloud from... Cry, it's just glitter. Yeah, it's Sick. a weird thing. I you do that in strip Jesus. clubs too. I was gonna say, I assume Jesus farts glitter. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, He's the unicorn of people. No, that's your centaur friend from camp. Oh, uh, damn it! Oh, apparently they try to use conversion therapy as well. Oh, sick! So that is super problematic. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Get, get, no. Yeah, I'm just because I'm just reading the trip advisor people. Reviews from people who've been there. Yeah. They talk about love and accepting everyone, but if you happen to be gay, they will try to change you through conversion therapy um, or show you the door. <laughs> the <Yeah>. back door? Retro. <laughs> 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 How uh, dare you show up here like this? We're all about mantail and mandates <laughs> and, <laughs> and throwing glitter in the middle of our sermons. Yeah. So they... <laughs> You know, straight guy stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that is where I have the problem. Where we're telling people that they're healed of things that need medical attention. Yeah. Or we're telling people that, you know, we can prophesy and tell the future when we can't. You know, to me, that is manipulative and not great. It might not qualify them as a cult, but it's not good. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Also, they're like taking over a town, so that's kind of weird. Well, that is Christian Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Christian Hogwarts. That's probably going to be the funniest uh, thing to write down in an episode description. You're definitely going to get Hogwarts if you believe in their medicine. Hey, uh, hey. oh, hey, ho. Oh. Um, Jesus, man. Well, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. This one was kind of dark. No, it's okay. It, it's, we've had much darker. Oh, oh yeah. I know. There's no Ant Hill kids. No, 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 no. But they, uh, is Mount, is Mount Shasta a national park? Uh, it might be. Uh, let me see. I believe it is. My friend's dog is named after it. No, your friend's dog is named after Shasta Cola. <laughs> Dr. Pip. I feel like you need to call it, uh, Mount Shasta Cola <laughs> National Park. Um, Shasta Trinity National Forest or Lassen Volcanic National Park. Yeah, Hmm. Shasta Trinity National Forest is a national park. So Mount Shasta is part of a national park. And the best way to protect uh, areas around national parks from crazy people that think that they can talk to the dead or uh, pray the gay slash asthma away (laughs) is uh, by donating money to, well, not donating money, to buying stuff from Open Skies Trading Company. Open Skies Trading Company has a plethora of amazing products from shirts, posters, dog collars, and... I wanted to say hit songs, but I don't think they have any. Alex, you gotta get on that. Start making some hit songs. Uh, yeah, and you can go to openskiestrading.com to find them, or you can go on Facebook and Instagram. That's Open Skies Trading Co., Open Skies Trading Co., for every purchase you make, they will donate $1 to the National Parks Foundation. Hey, hi, it's me. It's Armando Torres. I've been here for the full show. Why the am I introducing time. myself? If you want to send me, uh, if you work for Monster Energy and you want to send me uh, the exception letter the or the acceptance 
letter. I've never received one. What is it called? An acceptance letter? I guess so. An acceptance letter that I'm being sponsored for jumping off of ladders. Uh, <laughs> I've only grown taller and fatter. I can now jump off of bigger, better ladders. I assume that's what a daredevil is. Get at me on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Mondo does stuff. M-A-N-D-O does stuff. Uh, if you want to... Hey, guys. Andrea here. Uh, if you want to A... See Armando and I perform stand-up comedy in San Diego on Friday or Saturday. Oh, that's fucking right. I'm going back. I yeah, we're going that. back. We've planned back, everything horribly. Back to Cali, Cali. Yeah. And Just... this time we're bringing our dog. Uh, what 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 are the show times on that? Is it eight and ten? It's uh, seven thirty and nine forty-five on Friday and Saturday. Uh, so that's four chances that you get San Diego. You can come and see us. We're going to be performing. A bunch of jokes, slanging them jokes. Hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna. I heard a rumor that on the on the late shows, I'm gonna take out my man tail. I hope not, because <laughs> I guess like it's this pierced club. by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get a look at his Hogwarts. Uh... <laughs> Guys, uh, if you want to send me any of the times you believed you had superpower stories, <laughs> please send them to at Sundress Comic. Also send me any type of Hogwarts memorabilia. Uh, go Gryffindors. Uh, if you want me to cold read you via Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> join the Facebook group. And we'll start a post where I get to try and cold read people on Facebook. Love it. It'll yes. be super fun. Uh, you can also find me at Paige Wesley on Twitter and at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. And I think when this comes out, tomorrow I am battle- battling Doug Fager. So I'm scared. Come on out. Come do that. Come that'll get be, it. It'll be fun. That'll be it'll great. Be great. Uh, hey, if you want to follow the show, you know, support us, make us look more professional, which you should do. Walk behind us by like seven feet, stay quiet, yeah. sit outside our house in a car. And when I was on Instagram, I saw two footprints in the sand and I knew that you were following <laughs> us <laughs> on the gram. So uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, head over to Instagram, go to search button type in uh at cult podcast press the big blue button that says follow do it now <laughs> or you can follow us on twitter at cult podcast show you can also send us an email with your official application essay of telling us why you should be allowed into our cult <laughs> cult leader training school uh or send us anything like send us these cults the last two cults we've done we've been through submission on either email or through our facebook group uh anyway yeah that email is cultpodcastshow at gmail.com and if you want to send us um i don't know custom cult podcast tarot cards or some Ooh. shit oh. do that <laughs> i won't touch them but I'll let Andrea and Normando show them to me so I can see if they're cool looking. I'm too afraid to open any package after we said the thing about spiders. Oh, yeah. Don't send us spiders. Please don't. Oh, I did something mean to Armando this morning. Oh, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. So. We woke up. Uh, so I Cairo Thorn sent us a while ago. Oh, the ago. bone scorpion. Yeah, the yeah. bone scorpion. She so, placed the bone scorpion underneath the pillow <gasps> next to me. Just a so, little bit with the claws coming out because yeah. he had fallen asleep next to his phone. And so it was like the claws were like just right next to the phone, but it looked like it was coming under the from under the pillow. And he, I just heard it. I was, oh, you! <laughs> it was really funny. What I said was, fuck you. <laughs> Paige, what's that goddamn 
Uh, address, please. Thank 3756 you. West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. I fucking hate you. Uh, Send you. us more Bone Scorpions. Yeah, I uh, love them. Love them to death. I, uh, yeah. If you want to find all that information and more, you can do so on our website, which is coldpodcastshow.com. And I'm going to say... Don't drink from people's graves. It's rude. <laughs> and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye.